Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From London, this is The Standard Podcast and I'm Mark Blunden. Jeremy Hunt has revealed his autumn statement to MPs in the House of Commons. The Chancellor's package of measures to boost growth, cut taxes and secure the pensions triple lock marked a highly political mid-financial year speech. It was being delivered with an eye on a looming general election expected next year. It came as the Office for Budget Responsibility upgraded its growth forecast for gross domestic product, which is a measure of the size of the economy, and that was for this year but downgraded the figure for subsequent years. It's also emerged in analysis of the detail that there's threadbare funding in the years ahead for public services and many people's NI gains will be offset by previous threshold changes. So what are the headline figures that will affect you? First, here's a little snippet of the action from the Commons. I have today decided that we will freeze the small business multiplier for a further year. Cost of living pressures remain at their most acute for the poorest families. So instead, the government has decided to increase universal credit and other benefits from next April by 6.7%. I have decided to freeze all alcohol duty until August the 1st next year. That means no increase in duty on beer, cider, wine or spirits. From April 24, we will increase the full new state pension by 8.5% to £221.20 a week, worth up to £900 more a year. And let's get into more of those figures. Along with business tax breaks, Hunt's cut the main rate of national insurance by two percentage points, plus workers can nominate which pension scheme they want their employer paying into. The national living wage will increase in April from £10.42 to £11.44, with 18 to 20-year-olds getting a boost to £8.60 an hour. But it's also been confirmed that people with mobility and mental health problems face benefit cuts if they don't look for jobs that can be undertaken from home. In part two, we'll hear about the context from today's autumn statement with LSE economist Dr Grace Lorden. Now from Westminster, we're joined by The Standard's political editor, Nicholas Cecil. Nick, how was the Atmos today and what were your takeaways? Well, the Chancellor was very upbeat and um, he basically delivered his uh, autumn statement, which he said was very much about rewarding workers and pushing for economic growth. Now, the, the, the problem that the Chancellor is facing is that the British economy was heading towards very much flatlining, almost zero growth in 2024 and 2025, according to recent Bank of England forecast. 
we've got a general election next year. And for the Chancellor to go into an election year with the economy in such a dire state would have been a disaster politically for him. So he has basically announced a whole series of measures to try to kickstart the economy, including uh, some big tax breaks for businesses and also some tax breaks for workers, a cut in the national insurance rates for the employed and the self-employed. Who are the winners and losers? Well, who are the winners and losers is a very good question because the headline very much from this autumn statement is a cut in national insurance for some 27 million people, the employed and the self-employed. But we've also got something happening called fiscal drag. And this is where the threshold at which people pay a number of personal taxes, including income tax, have been frozen and are going to be frozen over a period of around six years or so. So what this means that although people are getting some money back through the lower national insurance contributions, overall, for many people, that they actually will be paying more tax uh, because of the freeze in these thresholds. So it's just slightly confusing, but there'll be some people who will think they could be better off. And when they actually look at their pay packet, they may be better off if their wages have gone up, but they may actually be paying more tax than they thought they would be. And what about the context ahead of a general election? I think the most interesting word in the whole autumn statement was the word emergency. And the reason for this is that normally when the government announces tax changes, they come in the following April. That's a normal system, how it happens. But now the Chancellor, Jamie Hunt, is rushing through emergency legislation to bring in this national insurance cut in January. So that suggests two things. One is he's very worried about the state of the economy and that we may be heading towards a possible recession or certainly virtually zero growth. And the second thing is that there's a general election coming. And if a general election coming, he wants to try and get the economy going as fast as possible general election may even be in May. If you wait to do your tax cut in April, that's too late. And even if it's in the autumn, then having a tax cut in May doesn't give a lot of time for people to start to feel better off. So the Chancellor is rushing this in at great speed because he wants to get this tax cut a bit more money seemingly in people's pockets uh, as soon as possible, even though actually, in fact, a lot of people will still be worse off because of the freezing thresholds. And also, what about the detail of how Hunt's funding plans would look if Labour win? The one thing which is very much in the details of all these figures is the spending plans on public services after the general election. Now, leading economists in the country say these spending plans are incredibly tight, incredibly not enough money in their view to keep public services going as the British public would expect. So they're saying that actually and this is coming from the Institute for Fiscal Studies, that actually the whole economic plan is not really credible because in reality, with an ageing population, the state of the NHS as well, you can't keep public spending so low, even if if there are some increases in some places. So if you need to put more money into public services, then you'll either have to borrow or put taxes up again. Let's go to the ads coming up. Who are the voters Hunt's looking to woo ahead of a general election? Why not hit follow in the meantime and give us a rating? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Now we're joined by economist Dr Grace Lorden, who's an Associate Professor at the London School of Economics. Jeremy Hunt suggests they're winning on those key fiscal measures, are they? Well, they've tried to do a lot. So I think kind of going into this budget, people thought that they might be getting more back in tax. And the last week has shown a lot of people criticising them, rightfully so, that simply giving people money wouldn't help with growth. So in the announcements today, we saw a lot that really tried to think about long-term growth, spending on AI, spending on apprenticeships, and a huge pledge to manufacturing up to 2030. So I think that they've probably done something for growth as a way of mobilising money to come into the UK through the tax cuts for businesses. And I think they've done something for voters in kind of giving them back national insurance, giving the self-employed back money, giving pensioners some additional money. But ultimately, there's a question about whether or not it will be enough. Could you explain how the autumn statement dovetails with the spring budget? I think for Jeremy Hunt today, it probably played a crucial role of signalling what he might choose to do next year, which is kind of vitally important, this kind of close to an election. So really trying to go back to kind of more traditional conservative policies, trying to signal that they are willing to lower tax. I mean, it's ironic that we've had a conservative government for such a long time and we're sitting on such high tax rates across the board. And I think this really is what the purpose of it was for, to give us a signal that there's kind of two things that are going to be on its mind, going back to the original kind of manifesto of the conservatives now that they feel it's safe to do so, the debt is slightly lower. And then also it finally, finally, finally investing in growth in a way that we haven't really been doing for a while. What's your assessment of some of the measures to ease the cost of living crisis, like the universal credit uplift, which just won't be enough for many people who are struggling. I mean, I think on the whole, they're sensible measures, but I think you've hit the nail on the head that they're just probably not enough. So if we compare people to where they were last year, given the rates of inflation that they have endured and the prices haven't come down, they are going to be slightly worse off even with these increases right now. So I think that where he's paying attention to is the right place to pay attention to. I think it's always good to kind of help people with the kind of basic bills. It's always good to give people back some additional money kind of coming into the holidays. But ultimately, doing more would be preferable. But his hands are tied. I mean, there's only a certain amount of money that he could give out. And had he gone into the budget today, simply just giving money to people to spend rather than focusing on growth, he would have faced huge criticism as well. So in some ways, he's kind of looked at all of the different groups who might um, want to criticise his policies and tackle them. And I think he's signalling, whether you want to believe his signal or not, he's signalling that there will be more to come next year in the spring budget. Who are the voting groups? Hunt's looking to woo. I think the pension triple lock is really kind of looking for older voters who are usually really, really good to come to the polls. And I think focusing on the self-employed, again, is kind of really smart. So I think the Conservatives have been losing some ground there. So giving something back to the self-employed, again, kind of saying, you know, in the future, if we stick with a Conservative government, that we might end up in a better place if you happen to be self-employed was smart. But for me, the one that really stuck out was pensioners, which is what you would expect him to do at this time of year. What do you make of the OBR growth downgrade forecast? 
The OBR forecasts are actually pretty good. So their targets on inflations won't be um, reached until 2025. But I, I think that's OK. I think that the progress on debt is really respectable. So at the moment, I think we're at 96% and it's looking to be declining, probably not as much as we expected over the next few years. But you don't really know what's going to happen in these times of uncertainty. So I think from the perspective of kind of Jeremy Hunt going into this, what the OBR kind of said later, I don't think it's anything to be worried about. Finally, on the economy, what are Labour offering? I spoke to um, Rachel Reeves actually at the LSE um, just only last week. So I feel I know their manifesto really well. And I've heard a little bit of uh, Rachel Reeves' response to what Hunt has declared today. So I think Labour are really going into the election with no huge promises. They're going into the election really being very, very transparent about how they're actually going to pay for things. They're targeting things like inheritance tax, the non-DOM tax, things that are typically there by wealthy voters, which wouldn't be their voters at all, which the Conservatives have actually left alone. And I think Jeremy Hunt today declined to comment on whether they would touch them in the future. Labour are really positioning themselves to help working families in particular, and also to help children from poor families who are in the education system. So really kind of going back to Labour voters. I will say I thought that the promises are exactly what you would expect from Labour, uh, number one. Not so different, really, to what kind of Hunt is putting forward today, but just on a larger scale, because obviously this is a long-run manifesto. But I think with Labour, they probably at the moment have kind of clearer indications about how they will actually pay for things. There's much more analysis on this story in the Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. We're back on Thursday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.